I'm Chris. Welcome to Brent and Chris Talk. Oh, yeah. We're back. Episode count is growing. I know. I feel like I always say we're back. But we are back. Yeah. Being back is good. Being back is good. How was your week? It was a a long week uh, and a quick week all at the same time. It's sort of strange in that I got a lot done um, and it just blew by going to have some fun this weekend with my wife. Happy nice. birthday, Courtney. Happy uh, birthday. Yeah. She's going to be uh, 27. Wink, nice. wink. Good husband. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I will always look way older. That's like the beauty of... I got so lucky I have a young-looking wife, so... I'll be an old, decrepit bastard, and everyone's going to be like, wow, when did you get the second mm-hmm. or third wife? I'm like, that's the OG. Mm-hmm. That's the original wife. So, yeah, uh, week was good, though, man. We just had a lot going on at work, and I've been running around like a maniac trying to get stuff done. And I got my like, my deck stained and house clean. Yeah. And trying to get things ready before I leave town. That way I don't, yeah. you know, wind up something. coming home to a disgusting house. It's no good. <laughs> I hear you, man. So, how was your week? Uh, I like to say pretty un- uneventful. Uh, I would like to think that anyways. Uh, school starts for me September 30th again as I continue my path at Berkeley. And uh, Berkeley with the E's, not the Y. College of Music, Berkeley. Uh, and uh, big distinction. Still one's, Berkeley. Yeah, one's in Boston, one's in California. Mm-hmm. So, anywho. Get that music degree. Get that music degree. So, that's fun. So, jumping through, you know, the college hoops. Yeah, I bet. Is, yeah, getting ready there. It's old, doesn't it? It does, but I gotta be honest, for me personally, as I've gotten older in life, way more manageable. I was not, I was not the 18, 19 year old that was, what you would say, capable. <laughs> How you say? <laughs> How you say? How you say? Capable <laughs> of most life things. Uh, so we. <laughs> that, was, that was just like a. I don't know how to say this, but I'm just gonna say it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Chal, Chal, and I were figuring things out from early on in life, and uh, you know, we figured it all out. It just took us a little longer, and uh, she figured it out sooner. Mm. Women do. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, much smarter. And so, uh, that was that. I've been to Walmart a few times, I must admit. How was the receipt checking? You know, the first time there was nobody there. Excellent. Second time there was a lady there checking receipts. And uh, she was checking people's receipts. And uh, she goes, excuse me, sir, I need to check your receipt. And I said, oh, I'm sorry, I don't do that. And I walked right by her. Nice. And uh, it seemed to work. Yes. And then today I got there early in the morning. No, no podium was even there, and I was like, "Victory!" Man, they just gave up altogether. Gave up, and no, taking it down corporate wide. Within ten minutes, it was up, and like there's this little old lady there, and I'm like, God. "She's got her cave." I know. She looks like she's I, just she just wants to get her paycheck, Chris. I know. And what'd you do? So I am like trying to avoid this situation the best I can, and I'm buying cat litter mm. again. It's like yeah. the number one thing I buy, I swear. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, I got this figured out. So I pay for it, and I shove it into the plastic bags. Nice. And they say, Oh, honey, that's not going to work. I go, Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> you watch me lunch, and uh, and so I crammed 25 pounds of cat litter into the little. 
traditional Kroger sacks or Walmart sacks, if you will. All right. And uh, and I was like, I just, I refuse to show the receipt. And if you're gonna make me do that, get bigger bags here. Give me an option. You know, and she was just show your receipt. I go, ah, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> you know, and she was like, you're gonna have to do it. And I go. No, I'm not going to. And, and this is the checkout lady, like the lady at the. This is the pre. The receipt lady. Receipt. This is. You like, get in an argument with the lady who's just trying to. I, they'll like me. I'm really. Yeah. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm not a bad guy. Yeah, you're not like yelling. I'm at bringing them. my kids. Funny. They're all. Why yeah. didn't you bring your kid in, honey? And they're all nice <laughs> ladies. I love them all. Yeah. Uh, and that's why it makes me uncomfortable too that that. I'm gonna say their employer puts them in a situation to do something illegal. And does anyone think Walmart would really back their employees up? If I were to actually like follow this through, or when somebody that cares even more than I follows through and brings like charges or you know a lawsuit, yeah, no, 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 they don't care about the employees. I and that's the thing. It I if I was smart, I would go after the individual who stopped me and restrained me, not Walmart, because why would you go after a multi-million dollar company? Oh yeah, well you're not going to stand a chance against them. Right, so you go after the individual. Yep. And shame on Walmart for putting them in a situation. I Holy mean, moly, we yeah. have a cricket again. It was so silent. Jimmy's back! Uh, and we love you. You can hear him so loud, I found. Yeah. Uh, listening to the last episode, I thought it was like an ASMR it's video like a or little, something. Uh, like we were outside, yeah. like filming in nature. So Jimmy was on top of the mic, huh? It had to be nice to like the podcast-only listeners on SoundCloud. The aura, like we were sitting on a campfire. Yeah. Hey, can you put a campfire sound over this? Oh, dude, I could. Yeah. That way, it'd be like we're sitting on a campfire just having a chat. That's nice. We'll do that. We'll hey, do like it could a be like Yule, fireside chat. All of December, we'll do a Yule log. Yeah, I like that. I like that. I like it too. But we can call them fireside chats with Brent and Chris. Yes. All right. Cool. Well, so, so your week involved Walmart. Um, oh, your ending. Your never-ending saga with the receipts. You know, you should get a badge that says, "I don't check. I don't let my receipt be checked by no Walmart thugs." Mm-hmm. I I think when they people would buy those. One day I'll meet a lawyer and I'll ask, why can't we not form a class action lawsuit yeah. for everybody who they violated, violated their, uh, you know, their right not to be searched? You probably but that's could. From the government, I don't know. See, this is the thing. But they'll I, probably throw it out. I know, and that's the thing. Constitutional <laughs> rights really only applies hey, to the government. You would make a name for yourself on the news because you at least brought the case forward. Yeah, I think the number one thing I would get done is they'd be like, well, we just put a sign up and posted it as policy. And then I would have literally nothing to say about it. Mm. But at least they would have done something, right? That's a win. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Something to try to fight the man. All right. That's enough on Walmart. Thanks, people. God love you, Walmart. Yep. Never any source of entertainment. Ah, oh, I know. Uh, so I wanted to do uh, anything in the news you want to talk about? Warren's climbing ahead. What, is she ahead of uh, Biden now? No, ahead of Bernie. For sure. I did know about that. Yeah. Yeah. The news cycle just, I don't know, I, I kind of feel like it's getting stale. Like, they're just dropping little things here and there. I mean, oh. the president's in trouble again, but that's nothing usual, unusual about that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, what was it this time? He was on well, the phone a whistleblower with somebody. From the intelligence community. He was on the phone with a foreign, foreign entity of some entity kind. Don't know. promises to this foreign entity. We, supposedly, yes. 
I, I don't think there's any supposedly. He, he's Do we made, know what the whistleblower actually said? That was the issue I heard on NPR today or this morning. We was don't that, know who he was talking to or what promises were made. We know he made promises to a foreign entity. But they do know for sure it's that and it was the president. Because this morning they didn't even know that much. But things know, have changed. I hate to go off Stephen Colbert because that's what I'm going off of. But uh, Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So as of this morning, NPR said, no, no, no name for the whistleblower intelligence community for sure was listening into a conversation of a high level official everyone assumed it was the president and um, this is my thing you know, then trump tweets out of course i know that i was on a highly populated phone call so he admitted that it was him. he because you, you couldn't you would never think that he would not know right they would have tipped him off first hey i don't know why we assume just because it's in like just because somebody commits a crime in public doesn't mean it's not a crime doesn't it doesn't negate the fact it's a crime. Sure. He can't just say, I, there's people on the phone. Why would I do oh, that? Other, yeah, you, yeah. just because other people are listening doesn't mean that it didn't do something. Correct. Right. They may have just chosen to interpret it differently. Sure. I think that was my argument you know, to other people today. Like, Then when I posted on the Brent and Chris Talk Facebook page, that's what I said was, why on earth, basically, to sum up my point, why on earth... Wouldn't the administration, if there's nothing to worry about, if he didn't, if other people were listening and it's there's nothing wrong with it, why even block? This is what the administration, I think it was the attorney general who decided that the whistleblower could not talk directly to Congress. No. Information could not be shared. Like, there was something that... It was head of the oversight committee the whistleblower reported to in Congress, which is led by a Republican. Okay. So, anyways, the administration is keeping the whistleblower information from Congress as a, at large. Gee, the, yeah, the GOP head of this committee, the whistleblower reported to, the oversight committee. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why. Like, what's there to hide? Just I let it out there, know. let it be investigated. We're never going to know. It's not something that's probably going to ever be public record. Yeah. Like, just let it happen. That's a, the same with everything. Like the administration cannot do things by the rules. They have to blaze their own trail of whatever the hell you want to call it. I have problems with it. I watched an hour-long documentary. Oh, it was even. It's, I hate. I'm gonna walk that back. <laughs> I watched an hour-long Glenn Beck thing thing on yeah. the Ilian Omar. Yes. Yes. I don't know. Nothing I, concrete. There's nothing concrete. There isn't. That and it's campaign not the... violation she was guilty of, she were paid all the money for. Yep. Uh, the biggest crime that they are <laughs> maybe accusing of her with no evidence is that she allegedly married somebody who they claim might have been her brother, and there's no evidence yeah. of that. Correct. And, again, I'm not going to sit here and defend her and say she's completely clean. I don't like her approach to some of the arguments that she makes against her political foes. But at the end of the day, I do disagree with making any kind of false claims of any politician. Like, if there really is fake news against Donald Trump, then it's bullshit and it should be thrown out. Yep. But all the stuff that the majority of the world's news organizations report, I'm going to go along with because... Yeah, there's variances here and there, but the primary messages that remain consistent across the different news organizations, that's what I'm looking for as my basis for, okay, here's what I need to research for myself and form an opinion on. Yeah, I I think you start entering dangerous territory when you convince yourself that all of the mainstream media outlets are in league. As a blanket message, yes. I mean, 
there's no real coordinate. They have they have actually an incentive to not coordinate their message because if there's the exact same thing being said everywhere exactly okay. verbatim, then you lose interest, people. Now that exact being said, when I was researching the polls with Warren and uh, Biden and Bernie, yeah, um, top three. They are all drawing off one poll, and they're all regurgitating the same information about that poll. Correct. Yep. Especially the breaking news is, like, identical across yeah. the different... So, I, and again, I do not like a lot of the mainstream media. I don't think 24-hour news cycle gets you the best of anything. Well, it's not good. I've played three-hour gigs. I like to think of it like this. I've played hour gigs. I've played three-hour gigs. Mm-hmm. Jiminy was there. I heard that a lot. You're my boy, Jiminy. <laughs> You're my boy. Head of the uh, fan club. Anywho, and let me tell you, three-hour gigs, like, you just get burnt out. People get burnt it's out. too much. It is too much. Yeah. So, I don't know. Well, and correct, you you get burned out because you re- that's why I constantly, if I'm checking the news, I'm reading all over the place. I'm on my social media. Yeah. I'm actually surfing the news. I go to Yahoo News sometimes too, just to kind of see what they've got up on there. Yep. And I think that it's worth just kind of getting around up there. I mean, like we said before, Fox and for me, I read I read Fox recently, the BBC, um, CNN's a big one for me, but that's mainly because I like Glenn I, Beck is so theatrical. Like, yep. and I guess they all are. But first off, Glenn Beck, get a new camera, man. Seriously, like. Just get a stationary camera. That's all you needed. I'm watching this hour-long thing, and this camera's, like, up and down and, like, jogging, and it's like, what's happening? <laughs> You're sitting down behind a desk. Should not be moving. It's, there's no movement necessary. I don't know what was going on. Anywho. That's but hour-long. Now, A, I'm going to have all kinds of crud in my YouTube feed, but getting back... He sells it. Glenn Beck sells it as it's like, you're going to have a hard time finding this on the internet because they don't want you to know this story. And it's... So... I don't think it's that. I don't think people care. I think the biggest allegation they have against her, this Ilian Omar, is that she may have defrauded the immigration system to get another person to go to school for free. Or go to school here. I don't necessarily rat I mean I'm sure it's bad and sure let's investigate it if any real evidence comes to the light that's worth investigating but that's not malicious yeah I won't defend anything there crimes are crimes they should be prosecuted but give me some facts I can lean on to say one way or the other like I don't think she's totally clean and innocent but I also don't feel like she's committed egregious crimes where she could not be representing the, the voters that put her in office uh, I'm going to do Let's this segue. after you do your bit on there, because I had some facts or statistics I wanted to open our show with, if you don't mind. Okay. So switch. Con an audible. Uh, <laughs> really football fans. Anywho, I wanted to uh, dive into this week's show main topic, which, of course, is the top three uh, Democratic challengers for yep. um, the Democratic presidency uh, challenge well yeah we're in we're heading toward the primaries heading towards the primaries and so and nowhere online can i find a side-by-side oh yeah um, the grid the grid differences it's happened before there have been good websites before that had listed candidates topics stance stance, does not exist right now correct for these three so we are groundbreaking this week that's right and the first ever to report to you now 
all my information came directly from their the three candidates' websites. Mine so too. Biden, Sanders, and Warren. Correct. Is all is the websites. Everything. Now from the horse's lips. From the horse's lips. These are some statistics that I thought were interesting to kind of set the stage before we go. Dive right in. Yeah, gotcha. Um, there are thirty. This is what I thought was strange. Thirty million Americans without health care. Yeah, it can't be true. Yeah, thirty million without health care. I think that that sort of makes sense. And then thirty years ago, tuition and fees for a public four-year university totaled at three thousand three hundred sixty dollars. Yep. At today's, you know, adjusted for today's dollars. Yeah. And whereas today's cost over ten thousand. I definitely believe that. I yeah, mean, mine's I, over ten. <laughs> yeah, in my four years in college, I mean, it went like yeah, it went up several times. Right. For sure. Uh, the medium hourly wage for college grads has risen less than one dollar since 2001 when you adjust for inflation. Wow, that's crazy. That's is that like on average? Median, yeah, yeah, median. Yeah, okay. median so it's the average. That's a long question. Yeah, I mean that makes sense. I mean it's, it's staggering, but that makes sense. Wow. The Washington Post reports that you have a one in two chance of earning an undergrad degree by 24 if. Your family makes above $90,000. Definitely believe that. But a 1 in 17 chance for families making under thirty-five grand. I mean, the thing is, by those numbers, if your parents are making that much money, usually someone's gone to college. Not absolutely sure. required or the case, but a lot of folks, unless you're, you know, your, your parent is like, I don't know, uh, you know, a police officer who is of a certain rank or something, working a ton of overtime, like I Billy Mays. That, yeah, well, I yeah, <clears throat> I would just say that I think that most of those folks making over hundred or making over ninety grand are are you know college graduates, and that that therefore they'd be pushing their kids to do it too. And not that the other folks would not, but the reason that they, they can afford to help them. Yeah, the reason that they argue this is relevant is they say that the financial burden. Um, put on by colleges makes it really hard for people who don't have a financial safety net or anything to fall back on to get through college. Barriers to entry. I mean, just because you can get some scholarships to pay for part of your school doesn't mean that it's going to take your room and board and transportation and all that other stuff, you know? 45% of college students report struggling with hunger. Yeah. Can I say that struggling with hunger is a very, like... I was having a hard time writing that one down because I'm like, did they call college students late at night? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think they legitimately... I'm so hungry, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kill the roach. Let's go to McDonald's. <laughs> no. Um, I don't know. That was strange. I don't think they meant that. I, which I 45%. Wow, that, that's kind of staggering to me, too. Almost half. Wow. 56% struggle with the cost of housing. Believe that. I mean, I know people that were staying in small houses or apartments had a lot of people crammed in there. Because yep. that's what it took to afford the rent and, and then to be able to afford a little bit of food. 17% experience homelessness. Wow. That one's kind of shocking to me, too. Sleeping yeah. in their cars, going to school. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I've heard news uh, reports on that kind of thing happening, but that's terrible. Um, this this is a tough one. I'm going to have a hard time with this one. Okay. Uh, half of married people... Oh, I'm sorry. Half of married seniors and 70% of unmarried seniors rely on Social Security for at least half of their income. 
You lost me a little bit here. There's lots of halves there. There are. It's 50% of married couples. Overall. 50% mari- uh, of senior married couples. Okay, so half the pie. And then of that unmarried percent of seniors, 70% of the unmarried seniors rely on Social Security for at least half of their income. Okay. I follow you now. Yeah. And then 20% of married seniors, 45% of unmarried seniors, um, their Social Security makes up 90% of their income. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Makes sense. A lot so, of pensions, you know, that it's either a pension that's offsetting the Medicare, you know, or you're getting, um, or I'm sorry, Social Security, uh, or you have to have some other kind of assets. Any guess what the average Social Security check is? Did not see what you had. Um, is it? I think it's a monthly check. Yep. Average fifteen hundred dollars. Close thirteen hundred. Wow. That means that's terrible. That we're asking them to live off sixteen thousand two hundred forty. That's just ridiculous. A year. Like you could not afford shit with that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-mm. That's that's terrible. And um, most of those people are enrolled in Medicare Part B. Okay. And they have a standard premium that eats up ten percent of their Social Security. Holy check hell! Wow. Now thirteen percent of people over sixty have no pension at all. Yeah. Okay. That gets back to my point earlier. I wasn't sure on the number, but wow. And uh, because Social Security payroll tax is capped, um, if you're making $132,900 a year, yeah. you pay the same as a billionaire. Mm. That seems like a pretty big gap. Yeah, it's pretty significant. I mean, it's as, <laughs> it's as let's see, that's like what... Uh, eight hundred and sixty-eight million. <laughs> like I, I'm just, you know what I mean? Yeah, right. It's, no, it's, I'm not even close to that, man. It's it's still like nine hundred ninety-nine million, and then you're getting into the hundreds of thousands. So ridiculous. I'm not a math genius, but that's a big fucking gap. That's bullshit, man. Today, like, come on, it should not be capped. This is where all the rich ass people out there are just continuing to get so much richer than the rest of us because of crap like that. Today, that stops them from paying their fair share. Pay twenty percent on long-term capital gains. Yep. And uh, according to the Joint Committee on uh, Taxes, the capital gains and dividends ex- uh, what do you say exclusion? Okay. Accounted for a hundred and twenty-seven billion dollars in twenty nineteen alone. Right, well, so that's how much they made. Yeah. I'm not saying that word right. Uh, my brain's just... Yeah, I don't know what the hell that is either, just by what you've written down there, uh, yeah. but just the capital gains... I would show you, but it wouldn't help you. Yeah, so the capital gains itself, though, that's that's the money you make off of your investments. Right. So they're making $127 billion, and Well, got... according to the Joint Committee on Taxation, that yeah. taxation, yeah, because people are able to exclude... Um, yeah, portions of those gains. Yes. So they're paying. They're making 127 billion. They're only paying 20 percent on some some other portion of it. Yeah. Well, yes. Accounted for that much money missed. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 127 billion a year is what we're missing out on. Like, if you gave me one billion dollars, my entire family could probably live for like the next six generations. Mm-hmm. With nothing ever contributed into that. Like, I could figure that out. I spilled. I got a new cup. Still What's that, that it out. shout commercial? You know, where they're like the stains like singing. 
yeah. it's like a date or something. Like, <laughs> <I'm> drinking <laughs> I love that stuff. Seltzer water, the thing you're supposed to put on stains. Ah, so. so nothing, you know, if anything, your shirt will just be more clean when it dries. In that one little spot. Yeah. Nice. Well, I should fast forward if you want to see my stain dry. Yeah. Or stay tuned to see it happen. <laughs> Don't miss out. At live speed. The best content. Uh, okay, so... Uh, wow. Those are some of so the So you make me feel poor, man. It's bad out there. It's bad out there. Um, so, again, we're doing Biden, Warren, and Sanders. All yep. those facts, statistics came from um, their websites. Campaign websites. Yep. yep. And uh, we got this kind of broken up per topic. Yep. Do you want to do the climate, and then I can do Greta? Sure. Or do you want me to do Greta first? Um, well, why don't you dive into Greta so it kind of remains homogenous with everything else we're doing with the candidates? Yep. There was the 16-year-old young lady speaking before Congress. Her name, Swedish? Uh, yep. Greta... Thunberg, I believe. Greta Thunberg. And uh, she's the one who started this uh, high school walkout. And that happened today, which is when we're recording on Friday. There was a walkout uh, over climate change. Okay. And she said to Congress that you are, to many, uh, a nation that people consider a country of dreams. And I also have a dream. She says that we work together to treat this climate change as the existential emergency that it is. She says, now it's not the time for dreams, it's time to wake up. Mm -hmm. Congress is telling stories to soothe us back to sleep. And we don't have the solutions. In 12 years, uh, from 2018, we had to cut CO2 by half to prevent a 1.5 degree, 1.5 Celsius. Yep. Temperature, right, temperature change. change. Yep. But what people don't know is that was only a 50% chance. Right. So statistically, when the climate scientists were figuring out what the reduction would have to be to maintain our temperature in this in the current uh, comfortable range, they said, okay, we got to keep it, uh, we got to make sure it doesn't go up by more than 1.5 C. So they said through the study, if we reduce the carbon emissions... I don't remember how much or whatever. There was like billions 50%. of tons. Of, yeah. Oh, yeah, the tonnage. I don't I mean, remember the tonnage. Yeah, if, if we do all that, then, you know, starting, and we have 12 years from this, from January 1 of 2018. Yeah. Then we have the flip of a coin's chance of reaching our goal and maintaining because our Because we our don't know how much uh, methane, the permafrost that's thawing, is releasing. Other variables. Yeah. Yep. So. It's a lot. It's heavy. And it's I crazy. know 1.5 doesn't sound like a lot. This Celsius, but still, it's like an average temperature thing, though. And think about everything else. So sea level rise, you, yeah. Permafrost melting, uh, glacial caps going away, sea level rise because of that. Yeah, changing uh, weather patterns. Last and what five six years we've had Category Five hurricanes every year. I it's never I, happened before. I know this is like a losing battle, but I'm gonna keep doing it anyways. I encourage us to not think of us as Americans, but think of us as a global citizen. And America has so are humans. Yes, you can't help it, right? Yeah, and now the truth of the, like the truth of the matter is, America probably won't see the like the brunt of most of uh, the effects of climate change. America as it is today, none of us will. More than likely. I mean, yes and no. Florida's already day flooding in different places. Well, I mean, like, active, small. Okay. 
The major climate change yes. is what I'm talking about. Sure. We're not going to see where the freaking Sahara Desert is all of Mexico now or something like that. You know, like where it's so hot, people can't habitate down there. So they're up here. All we were talking about it before the show, like we're going to see the small changes to me. Yeah. Sorry to cut you off. No, no, you're good. The only thing I'll push back on that is Syria. A lot of people uh, consider the war in Syria was caused by climate change because um, the, the, the land became impossible to farm on so all like it was like four million people all mm -hmm. went to the cities they had like a famine it caused it was the, the weather patterns yeah. change and it, the land just dried up they couldn't farm them anymore yeah. and so four million people go to the city looking for jobs unemployment skyrockets in the mm -hmm. cities and it causes like a mass civil war in syria if you think we have mexicans coming from like the border crazy like now Imagine what it's like when there's no farmable lands down there or when it's completely inhabitable. Yep. And that's stuff that we're going to see. I, I think he had friends over tonight. Yeah, Jiminy's man, they're, they're throwing a party. party. One of them sounds all kind of jacked up, like he's hit the sauce a little too much. I don't know if that's you, Jiminy, but hang on there, buddy. Are you puking wow, back there? that is intense. <laughs> so they're, like, all chiming in now. They're like, yeah. We haven't got to the good the stuff. The environment's... Screwing us. <laughs> so Greta, Greta yep. Thunberg. Uh, she's sixteen. She very uh, very well spoken. Very very well spoken. I will share the link on our page. Yep. She reminds me. This is terrible, but uh, the whole time she's talking, I could not get it out of my head. She reminds me of the voice of the computer girl in um, Resident Evil. Oh, that's creepy. It's like the house talking. Yeah, I never was like big into the Resident Evil movies. I watched too many movies, so I don't a lot of time. Yeah. So uh, that that's Greta, and she's doing big things, like huge things for a sixteen-year-old. She's kicking butt, uh, trying to save the world, make a better place. Greta here at Brent and Chris talk, and all oh, twenty-five people who watch this show might be generous. <laughs> We're we gonna say twenty-five. We applaud you. <laughs> All right. All right. So uh, you want to dive into the candidates and their take on climate? Yeah. Okay. So I'm just going to kind of go down the line and talk about buckle points. Up. And then, yeah, buckle up, guys. Uh, giddy up, because we're going to kind of get on the horse and see where it goes. Um, so, you know, talking about the different candidates, Warren to start with, you know, she is one of the uh, supporters of the Green New Deal. Yep. Which um, I... Don't know if I wrote a ton of different comments on that, like I had talked about, but we can discuss in principle sure. the Green New Deal overall. Maybe a little bit later. Kind of, I want to talk about some of the other the other things too, like that are more specific. Yeah, you know, because and maybe I should talk up high level. The Green New Deal is is the concept or idea, right? Of over a rapid, um, I think a decade, like ten years or so. They want to basically flip the entire economy and infrastructure over from fossil fuel based to renewable energy based. And by they, I mean, it's it was written by Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez. Ortega Cortez. Okay. Ortega Cortez. Well, I, don't, I will never say her name right, so I'm just gonna Alexandria. say AOC. Yeah. And then there's another guy from Indiana, I believe, another Democrat who no, co-sponsored um, Massachusetts. MA, I thought. I just looked it up. 
Tom. I gotta get it right. I have to know because I've, I've already looked it up once. I know, and I'm gonna chime in anyways. Do it. I can't help it. I've looked it. up the Green New Deal too. The Green New Deal is like a non-binding. It's nothing. Correct. It's an idea. It's an idea. Yep. Okay. Ed like, Markey from Maryland. No. Maine? In Massachusetts. Man, we should we. I don't know how the hell we graduated from school. <laughs> it's been a long time. Yeah, so anyways, keep talking about Greeny Deal as a concept. Yeah, it's concept. It's not Biden resolution. I don't know what Massachusetts. Spell. Massachusetts. Anyways. <laughs> we know our state initials. And, uh, yeah, so it's not Biden resolution. Yep. Da, da, da. Ideas, it's, pushing it. It's ideas. It, trying to be ambitious. It's just ideas, and it's trying to be ambitious. <clears throat> and... All the Republican talking points you hear about it are nonsense, and we're not doing it today specifically in the show. We're just doing a quick kind of overview. But yeah, I mean, we could go into that more. Let us know if you guys want us to talk in depth about the Green New Deal and it's why just it's not, not really a thing. Well, it's it's not. It was never meant to be like, hey, we're going to put this in the law mm -hmm. and kick the crap out of industry and make them do this. No, it was meant to be. Hey, and I, I would say it is a. It was meant to be a Democrat pitch. Yep. Here's our plan. For how we're gonna fix the climate crisis, and by crisis, we talked about this before the show too. You know, the environment does not care about us at all. Yep. Whether or not we do anything, it the Earth will be here for as many years as the sun does not explode and burn up the Earth. But 4.5 billion. Yeah, we got some time on that, and we won't even be around. Human race probably won't be around for that one. But you stop to think. Rate. Yeah, you <laughs> definitely not this rate. <laughs> But you stop to think about it, you know, we're just talking about how do we maintain the climate to a comfort level that is sustainable and Habitable. would allow us, like, the environment to exist the way it is now right. for future generations. You know, how do you preserve that? So, yeah, it's an idea. It's how do we do that given the fact, and this isn't just the U.S., right? But we, we have to do something because we are the largest polluter in the world. Um, I know that China and India are not too far behind us in catching up. But I think as a leading, I would say the leading country in the world when it comes to many things, not all things, why don't we set the example? I mean, if we, the biggest you know, polluter, could do things like that, like we made it to the freaking moon, like who the hell at the time thought that was even possible, right? Um, I, there's countries who just in the last couple of decades, like China and India, who just got rovers there and and, um, and things that orbit satellites that orbit around it and, and um, take measurements of the moon you know just now we yeah. did it in the 60s with computers that are less smart than my ti-83 from college yeah like it's insane um so it's just that the green new deal is is not meant to be something to slap you in the face and here's what we're gonna what's gonna happen to you so warren is a, a you know a supporter of that in principle um she also supports the paris climate accord uh, which again, that was um, different from the Green New Deal in that there was a signed accord. But again, there was no enforcement uh, Correct. arm of it. No consequences either. Exactly. It was just a commitment. It was a yes. You know, to to and I think the Obama administration, credit where it's due, did set us on a path where we could uh, a path to meeting those commitments not guaranteed so today or yesterday just announced that uh, Amazon will meet the uh, requirements set forth in the Paris climate agreement 10 years before we were supposed to yep and I believe it something about they're converting their vehicles their facilities vehicles, facilities yeah that's good he's gonna let his hair grow back 
I don't know. I, you know, with as much money as he has, I bet that that would be. He'd probably find the right doctor and like, oh, we can make that happen for sure. For sure. Who do you want to look like? <laughs> do you want to look like Bob Ross? <laughs> Have an afro? Imagine that on Jeff Bezos. Mm. A little tree right here, a little friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Happy Bush. That's right. Um, be a good name for him. <laughs> His nickname, Happy Bush. <laughs> oh my God. Happy Bush Bezos. Happy Bush Bezos. Jeff Bezos, if you hear us talking about you like this, we it's not that we don't like you. We need a billion dollars. We do need a billion dollars because this show could be so much more. <laughs> Get back to us. I know. Um, oh, that's all I could think watching that Glenn Beck thing. If we had that kind of money, <laughs> yeah, we'd have uh, such a better production quality. Any sponsors of Glenn Beck, we know you'd never sponsor this show. But if you gave us a sixteenth of the money you give that show, I'd go on the Blaze Network. Hey, Blaze Network, come on, pay for some lefties to get yeah. on there. You need some counterpoints to counterpoints. what you got out there. Broaden that audience. Yeah, we'll go anywhere. That's right. Make it happen. Anywhere. Let's, let's talk about if it If you offline. let us talk how we want to talk, if you let us say the words we want to say... We... Don't edit out everything to make us sound like crazy people. <laughs> Careful what you say. I know. So, Warren... Um, yes. you know, he's Warren, climate. Yeah, you know, she's also a sponsor of, or a supporter of taking executive action to stop drilling. Um, pretty much all drilling for fossil fuels beyond what's already tapped oil well wise sure i totally um, support that and to promote uh, renewables in the uh the public sector as trump tweeted out that we have, he didn't say we have he just tweeted out plenty of oil That's all it said just like someone drunk off their ass in a hammock somewhere just got plenty of oil i know like, we don't have plenty of oil you know we do have plenty of sunshine Yes. Yeah, that's absolutely true. It doesn't shine all day long, but we can find ways to use geothermal oh and wind power. That... and Like, you can keep the grid going. Kershaw from Texas, the eye patch guy. He oh, was on yes. Joe Rogan. I thought he came up like an idiot. That guy is so hard to take sometimes. Like, I was impressed a few times with some things he said. Same here. And then and he then just, the dumb foot just in mouth. falls out. Yeah. He talks about how... It's terrible. He, the, the sun doesn't stay up all day. And we don't have the abilities. I disagree. What about hydropower? What about wind power? Hydro, wind. Yeah, like geothermal. Geothermal. That's and guess the... what? Geothermal, hydro, um, geothermal for sure doesn't dry up. Does not dry up. It'll go. Hydro go, go. goes as long as you got dams and, and waters, and usually they regulate those, so you always have hydropower. Yeah. Wind power is more reliable, or not probably the least reliable. I'm sorry, what I should say, uh, because you it's. It just depends yeah. on wind patterns, but the sun, I mean, even if it's not a sunny day, it still collects, I think. Yeah. Well, yeah. The efficiency factor is way higher than it used to be, too. Like, you can literally have a, your entire roof made out of panels from uh, Tesla or Solar City, one of those. Teslas that, aren't out yet. That, um, but you can, you can like, pre-order it. I was looking okay. on the website. Yeah. It's like, it's not that expensive. No. Your whole freaking roof can be these things, guaranteed for 50 years. I thought it was 30. 30. 30, I thought 30, well, that's what he said on the podcast. It's got a nice guarantee for those things. It's, yeah, same as a traditional roof is what he said he was going for. Took a hell of a hit, so I would definitely do that if I had the scratch to put up for it. Yeah, we just redid our so, roof. So, need to be pushing that. Um, Warren also pushes something she talked about, um, what I thought was kind of interesting, which was to use public markets to accelerate clean energy ad- adoption. So, basically... She was talking about how today uh, companies don't have, they, you know, like publicly traded companies, for example, 
they produce annual reports and you know the annual report covers you know earnings and market share and uh, different sales and all kinds of different uh, you know key metrics that companies use to run themselves and also want to share with their shareholders so that you know they can attract investors and retain investment right um, and generate revenue to run the business uh, but they don't have to report anything about how um, the company would be affected by climate changes um, how it would affect the company's ability to operate how it would affect the customers their investors um, and so she uh, was talking about having to start reporting recommend um, reporting requirements that would allow that would basically push them into admitting uh, and talking more about how much climate is going to impact not only their business today and like for the next year or so but also 10 20 50 years from now like you have to have a longer term outlook to say you know um, if, if the sea level is going to rise and you're going to need a whole bunch more infrastructure you got to start thinking about what's it going to take to build that you're going to need you're going to have to rebuild all these docks these massive because shipping is yeah. never going to stop right but you're going to have to keep rebuilding it right. and reestablishing because a lot of it's attached to ground so i mean this floating mechanisms i'm not going to get into all those details but i think it's important to note that that's an interesting take i'd never really thought of kind of shaming people into it's not shaming but you know what i mean like tell the truth about what the outlook yeah. really is not just about how you're trying to make sure you get more revenue in her total climate change package, she put a, a price tag on it of about $2 trillion, uh, which would be paid for through some things I'm going to talk about when I get into the economic analysis. But that's the big highlights from Elizabeth Warren when it's it comes good. to what she supports on climate. What about uh, Mr. Sanders, or who do you want to do next? We can go to Sanders. It's like her right-hand man. Yep. Uh, so... Sanders proposes that we'll be switching to 100% starting day one of his presidency. A lot of things that he wants to start day one. I know, he's getting busy first day. His, his people are not going to sleep for like a month, if, and it's all going to be first days to get all this shit done. That's a whole different First thing, thing we're doing, we're going to legalize amphetamine. They're funny. He's, he's going to go like this. <laughs> but day one, he's going to start uh, executive action and proposals to start us on a path to switch over to 100% renewable uh, electricity um, and transportation by 2030 and complete decarbonization. I put that in quotes. I wasn't quite sure what decarbonization meant. Because we're made out, of, made out of carbon. You're going to get rid of us? Um, that was a joke. Maybe. 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 Um, so decarbonization by 2050. Hmm. So um, Bernie's actually a plant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's that? God, what's that superhero called that's like a tree thing? Not oh, Captain my God. Guardian of, the Gal Guardian of the Galaxies. Oh, Groot. Yeah, yeah, that thing. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Groot. Yeah, it's yeah. a tree. So there you go. He may be one of those things. I believe it. Um, so, very ambitious. Um, not impossible, but again, more along the lines of the Green New Deal, which Bernie talks a lot about and how he supports that package of ideas, and this is his plan to implement the Green New Deal. Yeah. Um, so, the next big thing he has is, I was talking to you about this before the show, he's not like the others guaranteeing you know a million jobs or five million jobs. Bernie says he's going to end unemployment through the creation of 20 million jobs, primarily in the green energy and public land preservation sectors. I believe it. I am not like 
uh, that been, I like that concept. I think it's a bit bold in I terms agree. of wording. I know. I mean, you're never going to completely end unemployment because there's other dumb, I call them dumb factors, but some people don't want to freaking work. Yeah. And well, so yeah, the they're right to technically start your own business. And... Yeah. Yeah, correct. There's a lot of unemployment, yeah. right? Um, so don't use those words, start but a podcast. I believe he would create millions of jobs. 20 million might be a bit ambitious. I don't know though. Maybe yeah. he's done studies I just I haven't read into yet. But that's pretty cool. Green energy, I think yeah, if you're truly going to flip the uh, electric electric uh, power generation and transportation to 100% renewable by 2030, you're going to need millions of jobs people to make Just those cars yeah yeah trucks right. vans all that stuff build the chargers build all this everything and then 2030 the economy crashes yeah we all have electric cars <laughs> yeah i don't know you gotta make all those cars i know you got that uh rivian down in bloomington making those trucks and suvs uh hopefully they'll become more affordable and more people buy them you know yeah i kind of like that check them out anyway local company rivian Shout out to you guys. Let us know if uh, you're going to let us sit in one of your cool cars. <laughs> or if you have a billion dollars. Yeah, if you have a billion dollars, which I doubt. I think you have millions, hundreds of millions in capital investment, but that's a different podcast. We don't need much. Um, yeah, we don't need much. So, uh, Bernie talked about... I'm really good at just plowing on. Sorry. No, good. I'm good at selling out. Uh, Bernie talked about how he wants to uh, invest one or $16.3 trillion. I had to check that number. Trillion. Uh, in the public sector in terms of um, upgrading <clears throat> infrastructure to support the, the new grid that's 100% renewable um, and to pay for um, a large bit of uh, worker transition, he calls it, where coal miners, fracking yeah. rig people, and I, forgive me, I don't know what these jobs are called, uh, pretty much anybody and everybody who's... and oil whispers yeah anybody who's in the the fossil fuel industry yeah. will have an opportunity to transition to this new economy which is really what it is yeah it's retraining for using existing skills but just applying them and then learning new ones to a new industry yep. which i think is cool and i think he and he is the only one i saw that talked about that because you can't start you can't stop thinking about the people in these industries what are you going to do they have families they buy need to make out. money i'd buy yeah. them out here Here's an, an, an income for life, you know. Yeah. It'd be cheaper. Now you're talking like that Yang guy. I know. I don't care. It'd be cheaper to buy them all out than it would be to, like, continually do harm to the planet. Probably. Yeah. Um, so, <clears throat> I like the idea of that worker transition piece. I think it's also worth noting that um, drilling for oil and other things will probably never completely go away, at least until there's, like, full synthetic compounds for everything. Like... Think about rubber. Any product made out of rubber. The rubber, there's there's natural rubber, but there's also synthetic rubber that's created from fossil fuel, like crude oil and things like that. I don't know how it's all made, but like all these different, there's tons yeah. of products I can't even begin to name you that we interact with every day that require plastic. lubrication, all, yeah. plastic, all kinds of stuff. So we're gonna have to figure out how to make those plastic containers I use to take my lunch to work out of trees, leaves, or some shit. It's called lunchboxes, Brad. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> okay, now. So yesterday, my wife made a chicken pot pie. So you're saying that just open up my lunchbox. Unzip that sucker. Mahogany. Flip her open. Mahogany. Take a big old scoop of that of that uh, pot pie and just 
slap it on in there. Just, just like make a trough. You might as well just chuck food. it in the box, yeah. dude. And I could put the pumpkin bar right on top of that. Like just, yeah. That's not gonna be one thing. Yeah, and then it worked. But you're when I get saving there, the environment. You kill me, man. <laughs> I'd rather have mine pressed out of the leaf out back of my house than throw it in the trough. Yeah, no, no, I understand. I completely <laughs> understand what you're saying. Oh, oh, so yeah, this is something else too that Bernie talks about that no one else does. He's going to declare day one. Yeah, day the one. climate change uh, a national emergency. So taking a play from Trump's book and flipping it around, it's not the wall. It ain't the Mexicans. Guess yeah. what? The fact that we're all going to die, die from the yeah. fucking climate change. A real emergency. It's an emergency. Mm -hmm. I like that idea. I'm on Bernie's side with that topic for sure. Oh, I dribbled again. This I, cup, man. Yeah, you have to get a new cup. It's just not sealing. I don't know. What's what happening. brand is this crap? It's the Walmart brand. Yeah, that's why. You know. See? China. How much did that cost? It was like five bucks. This was Hecho and China, too, but guess what? This is Stanley Bad Boy. Yeah. $12 in Marshalls. I know. Stanley, sponsorship. I have like seven Stanley thermoses. I would make a great. I have the Stanley French press, the big one, the yeah. like one. I have the cup one, the French press cup one. I drink a lot of tea. I drink oh, a gosh. lot of caffeine. And then I have the old school thermos that my grandpa had with the glass inside. I have at least two of the metal ones. I have some of the 25th anniversary ones. So what you're trying to say is we need to reach out to Stanley. Stanley. <laughs> Thermoses. A billion dollars is all we're looking for. <laughs> I'll take a billion rupees at this point. <laughs> uh, so we talked about the national emergency. Last big point uh, that Sanders talked about quite a bit on his <coughs> excuse me page was support for small farms, which I thought was, yeah, that's good. I mean, I think that the farming ag industry would be a whole other topic which is near and dear to my heart my uncle's a farmer i've worked on the farm a lot when i was a kid and you know i i still understand a, a bit about what's going on with farms and um i do think that there is, is a big need to support small farms um you know to really build that economy back up because there's just with climate change and a lot of other factors the trade war in particular the last year yeah. Um, you know, it's hard to be a farmer. And unless you're a massive corporation absorbing losses year after year, you know, putting food on the table is hard to do if you're not doing that. So well, in California, they were paying farmers not to grow. Which is just absolutely insane. Like, you got to tell me there's something you can use those fields for. But it's probably, like, not fields, right? California is not flat. It's, like, orchards and stuff out there. Like, no, I believe, I believe California is, like, the number two or three producer of corn. Really? Yeah. I... I'll look that up. I'll yeah. put a little correction thing. I got dribbles everywhere. But yeah. yeah, I'll get to the bottom of the California, they got a lot of farming. Yeah. They're the fourth. They could be like... The I believe they have a ton of farming, for sure. Yeah. I didn't know they were big into, like, field farming. Grain. Yeah. yeah. Well. Um, so, we need to circle back to Biden. Good old Biden. Yeah. Uncle Joe. At the end, let's talk about the websites, because I'm sure you have opinions. Yes, I do. Oh, yeah. I have an opinion on everything, buddy. Yeah. You well, know what I mean? I was, like, a natural-born critic. I know. Same here. Like, well, I have to, like, sit there and tell myself not to, like, just drill people into the ground. It's not that I hate people. It's just, like, just... I am so finicky about things. So, I can admit that. So, good old... Mr. Biden. Uncle Joe. Yeah, I, you know, Joe's got a... I got a soft spot for Joe, you know? In so many ways. I, we've talked about this. Um... 
I won't. He's not perfect at all, and so I'm not gonna sit there and say Joe Biden's the greatest thing. He's gonna be the best freaking president we ever had. Um, like some people say, the current president is. So I'm not gonna say that. Uh, but when he t when it comes to climate change, you know, Biden is. I don't think he's. I've not read that he's a direct supporter of the Green New Deal. I think that in principle he's a supporter of it. Um, he his ambition is that the U.S. achieves 100% clean energy economy um, and then that we reach a net zero emissions by 2050. Tesla. Yep. Well, it, too slow by the standards of the other candidates. Definitely. Too slow by the standard of science. Well, that too. <laughs> that but we're talking about the other candidates. Fair. Fair. So, <clears throat> much Slow, slower. Slower than all the other candidates. 20 years slower. Than um, Warren and Sanders. Yeah. To do the clean energy economy. Now, he uses different words. Like, Sanders was talking about renewable electricity and transport. But not that's not covering other sectors, right? right? Um, Warren's probably the most extreme with the Green New Deal support and just flat out, like, pushing the entire... Right. I like that decarbonization term by, like, the 2030s. Um so you got Biden 2050 on that. Um, he wants to build smart infrastructure, which I think that's mainly just upgrading the infrastructure to the, the modern age, everything, right, um, to sustain this. Uh, he wants to, he's the only one I saw that talked a lot about taking action against specifically oil and gas polluters, making them pay higher fines. Uh, Bernie did talk about that some too, like carbon tax. Yeah, carbon taxes and, and fines and other regulations that could make it less profitable and less attractive to be in those businesses. Uh, Biden wants to immediately have the government buy 100% clean vehicles because I can't remember. He said they have like a half a trillion dollar budget. Now, not all that's vehicles, but he wants to flip those guys. That organization switch to say all the government spending now that can be, they want to drive towards clean energy and those kinds of purchases I can get behind that um, <clears throat> he's wants to bring back the fuel economy standards yep. that um, basically the Obama administration put in place that are now rolled back but push them further yeah get up to where California is right he wants to um, also invest in biofuels which comes that's part of his economic plan also but he wants to invest like in ethanol other biofuels um, because to him um, it may be easier to convert over some of the existing like some vehicles now can run on certain biofuels with minor or no modifications yeah um, so I think that's attractive too because you got to think about it like if in 10 years I got to give up my my gas truck maybe I wasn't planning on getting a new vehicle you know what I mean that's a burden on me but if you can just provide me with different gas that's not going to pollute and I get the same truck why not right that, that's super attractive um, the last thing I'll talk about with him is he wants to kind of like what um, Elizabeth Warren was, was wanting to talk about um, start climate risk disclosures that's what he calls them for companies so the same kind of principle you know sharing by company what your risk factors are when it comes to um, your business, your customers, and um, your investors. Huh. And his deal's price tag is $1.7 trillion. I don't think I saw a number for everything on Bernie's other than that $16.3 public investments. So wide array of numbers there. 
But Bernie's by far the most ambitious when it comes to the uh, climate change and like what it can, what he can do. Sure, that's it's a lot. That's a lot. Sorry, I didn't mean to kill you. No, I'm sorry I interrupted so much too. I uh, that's interesting. It's really interesting. Um, do you lean partially to one of those? I, you know me, I'm a realist. I, I'm, I, um, when I think about what is most achievable, uh, given what I think is going to happen, I'm worried we're not that the Senate will not flip back to the Democrats. And if that happens, I, I truly believe that on the climate side of things that Biden can get most of his more of his agenda done than the other two. Sure. Just given his proposals given and how the they're, they're, it's a lot of what he's done is centrist, and I think that's to say I can reach across the aisle. That's I think where all this comes from. I agree. If I had my my, if I wasn't about what could be done, weighing so heavily on me, I would probably, um, I'd probably put my money behind Sanders. Yeah. Warren, I like her ideas. They're great. They're really along the lines of what Sanders has. I think he should take some of hers and put them into his. But I just like going for the gusto, man. That's like balls to the wall. Go back. Go home. For sure. Yeah. I could get behind that. Um, so let's see. We're going to go to health care or education? Health care. So I'm going to start with Biden. Yeah. I think it's fun. And I wanted to quote these are – I'm going to start each one with their opening bold print on their website. Biden's is give every American access to affordable health insurance. That's his big, big thing. That's why he put in bold and new phone. Okay. So by doing so, he wants to create a public option like Medicare, and he wants to fight for lower prices from hospitals. Okay. He also wants to increase tax credits to lower premiums and extend coverage to families making between 100 to 400% of the federal poverty level. Which is super low. It is low. But poverty the, level, like, then like 25, 30 grand? I think it's, yeah, you're right. It's like 35, I think. Okay. Um, so he also wants to... The way he said this was, a family of four making 110000 will have um, their private insurance capped at a premium of 8.5% of their income. So all your premiums will be capped at 8.5% of your income. And they estimated that, again, for a family of 110000 that would be an estimated monthly savings of $750. I don't know where they get that number from. Yeah. I mean, it's that we talked about that earlier, too. I have a hard time with that one because I don't – and I don't pay that much for my health insurance. Now, granted, I have company-provided uh, insurance. My wife does, too. So I don't think we have a lot of bases to pull on there. Maybe ask Jeff. Yeah. Does he get his wife's insurance or – No. Maybe ask him, like, if I have a ballpark, you know, like you paying, yeah, he paid a thousand dollars a month or something, and maybe you are, I don't know. I, I'm kind of, you know, now maybe an exception. But Biden, Warren, Sanders all have kind of, from what I found, one big, one big money option to pay for all their ideas. Mm-hmm. Now Biden's big idea is to close the loopholes in the capital gains tax. Oh yeah. 
Yep. Which I know you'll get. Maybe you'll cover that more. We can talk more about no, it. No, no, I don't really have a lot on that, so that's fine. So basically, um, as I mentioned earlier, that was like the second largest deduction. Yep. Um, that people used it's like a billion dollars. Rich he, people. Yeah. yeah, and he wants to wants to change that. Um, he also okay. wants to uh, allow Medicare to negotiate drug prices. That's that's Biden. Okay, that makes so, sense. I think that's something that there's a lot of topic today in the news is negotiating drug prices too. It's a I, good thing. I hear you. I do. It to me sounds like he's wanting to have his cake and eat it too because he's saying we're going to get lower prices from the hospitals. We're going to get lower prices from the drug companies. We're going to let you have an option. And I just I what a, like he's going to gut the the insurance companies. He's going to gut their profit margins. And he thinks, like, who's going... I don't see how that's any different than a tariff. Who's going to eat those those lost monies? Well, like we were talking about before, I mean, my thought is someone's got to pay. Someone's got to pay. So... They're going to fire a bunch of executives? Well, if you don't want the insurance industry to collapse, then you're going to have to subsidize it or provide some way for them to make profit that is attractive to remain in business and that that's why i don't like biden's plan me personally it seems like he's gutting an industry that shouldn't exist at all and he's letting them just limp along and i agree with brent that eventually what's going to happen is the government's going to have to bail them out an industry that i don't even think should exist yeah um and warren and sanders differ a little bit uh warren her big thing when you go to her health thing her plan is medicare for all okay and she wants to do that through Affordable Drug Manufacturing Act. Okay. And this would allow the Department of Health and Human Services to manufacture generic drugs in cases which no company is manufacturing a drug, uh, when a drug price spikes, or when the WHO, World Health Organization, lists a medicine as essential. <laughs> so they would allow the government entity to make drugs to... To contract manufacture it. Basically, yeah. And... Um, she has another thing called the Behavioral Health Coverage Transparency Act, which would hold insurers uh, accountable for providing adequate mental health benefits. Hmm. And then she also has a CARE Act, yep. which would invest $100 billion of federal funds over 10 years to fight the opioid crisis. Wow. Yeah. That's her big thing. Wow. And uh, again, so different from Biden, yep. she's Medicare for all. He's everyday access to affordable health care. Yep. And then you get to Sanders. And Sanders is also Medicare for all. Uh, and he's going to do this with the help of um, the Medicare Drug Negotiation Act. That's his, that's his policy or plan. Okay. It allows patients, pharmacists, and wholesalers to buy low-cost prescription drugs from Canada and other countries with affordable, safe prescription drugs. So don't bring them here, buy them from there. Yep. Okay. Uh, and there is the import... Oh, I'm sorry, the Affordable Safe Prescription Drug Importation Act. That's what that is, <laughs> his plan. Okay. So uh, the other thing you would do is cut the prices... Uh, cut the price of prescriptions in half by pegging prices to the medium drug price in five other major countries where that prescription drug is sold. And this is called the Prescription Drug Relief Act. 
So we're going to look at the other five other leading companies, or countries, excuse me, and say, what do you charge for this medicine? And then we'll take that median price, and that's what we'll charge. Okay. I think that sounds fair. Well, I mean, as long it, it, as with everything, pricing should be what the market, it's supply and demand, right? And I think there's a market price for everything. And I truly do believe that the U.S. market price is not in proportion to what the global market prices are. Sure. So I think that, yeah, I think that in principle, it's a good idea. Uh, Definitely. And that's that's healthcare. Yeah. That's their main main difference is Biden, uh, kind of on his own. Yep. And that he wants private to and government. Up. Yep. And uh, Warren and Sanders were big for the Medicare for all. Government. Yeah, and uh, all of them are targeting drug prices. Biden. Well, the problems are all the same. It's the solutions that, yeah, makes sense. Right. Now, there's like this very small part of me that thinks I don't want the government to be completely in charge of health care because I don't like Trump, and I don't like Trump's GOP. I don't like any of it right now. So why would I want them to be in charge of my health care? And I get that. And I can see Republicans being on the other side. I'm sure there's Republicans thinking, oh, the Democrats are going to make us all get abortions. <laughs> <laughs> like... Could be. I'm you sure. Watch. I'm sure it'll be a headline. The rhetoric. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, there needs to be very, very uh, just safeguards that protects the politics stays out of it if government gets involved. Yeah, I definitely uh, don't. I mean, Obama, get... when he did the Affordable Care Act, that's when we started hearing about the death panels. Oh yeah, definitely. Don't like that concept at all. Would you rather have Obama running a death panel or Trump? Thinking I'll take my chances with Obama. Me too. <laughs> me too. I don't want fat orange slob picking that up for me. Uh, do you want to do? You want to take one? Do education? Yeah, I can dive into economy. Take it. Take it away, Brent. So I'm gonna do it in reverse order. Let's go with Biden first on mine. Sure. So uh, the Biden's economic plans. Uh, he calls it his vision for rebuilding America. Um is largely based on rural economic development. And he talks about a lot of different ways he's going to do that. Um, and that's not everything, but a lot of it is about that. Um, so he's talked about, he talks about trade policy to increase our exports and how that would help uh, grow the ag industry and, and farm, help farmers. He wants to develop regional food systems um, instead of having stuff getting trucked all over the place, you know, not necessarily because it should be, but more uh, management of the food supply regionally to, to minimize waste. Um, strengthen antitrust, which is not rural at all. That's across the board nationwide, uh, especially like what they're talking about today with um, like Google and Apple and these large tech companies and how there's a potential antitrust issue there with yep. them controlling information and, and the products you buy and so forth. Um, I talked earlier about how Biden wanted to uh, invest in biofuels, and uh, what he talks about in his economic plan is expanding in bio-based manufacturing. So that includes everything from fuel, but it's also alternative products like uh, the all-organic, like pretty much everything that you can do that's not related to fossil fuel industries. Sure. So I'm not doing a great job explaining that, but his website does if you want to read all the details. Um, he wants to expand uh, access to credit for new and small businesses, which I think is a great idea. That's not strictly to the rural, that's again nationwide, but also 
yeah, entrepreneurship and small business is kind of the backbone of the economy. I've never worked for a small business, but you do. And um, mine doesn't really count. I mean, but the other thing that small businesses gets lumped into any company under five thousand employees. Yeah, I work at a place that has six. Yeah, on them ever. It's <laughs> a small ever. business. Man. Yeah, I know, I know. But so still. is your next door neighbor at the the tailoring place. So, yep. um, I think that if Jeff had access to a line of credit, was ambitious, and wanted to expand it, this kind of plan would be good for him. Sure. Um, he wants to promote ethanol, other biofuels. I kind of already touched on that. Yep. Um, and he also wants to uh, invest in wind and solar, he talked about a lot, which I think that's that's a good plan for how you can create jobs uh, for the creation, like the production of those uh, wind and solar products, but also the installation and maintenance of them too. Sure. So, I mean, that makes sense. <clears throat> other last tidbit, rural broadband. I thought that was... Yeah. Another thing, back to the rural, like getting everybody on broadband internet access to expand, you know, availability to knowledge and information. So that's Biden. Um, let's go to Sanders next. He is big on. We talked about this upstairs. Unions and collective bargaining. So he wants to allow unions um, to organize through what's called majority sign up. So instead of a union having to be recognized by any specific entity, all you'd have to do is have a majority of the employees sign up on a card saying, I want to join the union. And once that took place, then within a certain amount of time that I didn't write down, it's very limited time, like I want to say like 10 days or something. Like they would, The company would have to recognize the new union and open themselves up for negotiations. So very, yeah, sweeping. Like if we're a company of three and me and you want to join a union, that's it, man. We're unioning up. <laughs> Or we're going well, on a strike, man. Get the rat out. I, I'm i for that. I, I think we need to see the union come back in its pure form, not what it turned into. I like that statement better than the first part of what you said. In its pure form, yes. There is a reason why unions be, came to exist. Yes. Uh, my grandparents, yours, lived through a time when unions were necessary to keep people alive with food on the table. I don't see how we're far away from that when you look at the discrepancies in wages. I that's a whole different topic. I will I'll give it to you in principle. Yes. That's all I'm it's saying. A, it's a problem. It's a the problem. The reasons for why it's a problem I think we may disagree on a little bit in principle. Sure. But we're it's it's a problem. For seems sure. like a safe uh, seems like a safer way. It seems like a, a more I don't know the right word. If you don't want the government to institute a high tax rate then that's the other option. Like, require companies to take their employees more serious. I don't disagree with that at all. That's all I'm saying. I yep. think that that late, that unions could help redistribute the wealth. Make them talk country. or walk the walk. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this one I don't agree with really at all, personally. Uh, Sanders wants to eliminate the right-to-work laws. I think it's something that was put into place with President Taft. You've heard of right-to-work states? Yep. Uh, where you you don't if there's a union you don't have to join it you can still work. Yeah. Um, I personally there's there's parts of it that I I understand. Um, believe me, a lot of my family is and was members of unions, so I, I get that side of it. Um, I personally believe that you should not be forced to join a union and pay dues if you don't believe in like. 
if you truly don't believe in what they're um, what they're uh, negotiating for. Now, I do believe if you don't pay the dues, you should not reap the rewards. Like, you're on your own, buddy. You don't pay the union dues, and you're not part of that contract. You're, your ass is out in the wind. Yep. But if you don't want to, I don't think you should be forced. I don't think that, that, should be, that that's right, that you should be forced to join the union and pay for it. Because the argument is, I know, the union I... says, well, you're going to get the benefit of it. That's the kicker. Yeah. I, would, I, I believe in that. If you don't pay, you shouldn't get it. So I think right to work is a legitimate right, should be intact, maybe just in different standard from what it is. Uh, Sanders wants to end the independent contractor and supervisor classifications that basically allow companies to limit benefits to their employees. Right. Yep. Um, he wants to give federal workers the right to strike, mm -hmm. which um, that's, I think, I think that's, that's probably the right thing to do. I mean, a lot of those. They already do strike. Kind of. They just could get fired for it and lose their pensions and lose Correct. everything. Lots of things. Like, there's yeah. no legal right to strike there. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> he wants to eliminate the ability to fire workers at will. So, yep. create it so you have to have just cause. I think that that's, that's good. Yep. Um, not every, you know, people need stability. How come? Just cause? Yeah. Seriously, they yeah. can. Now, I'd be, that's not a way to run a shop because then you're going to start creating a lot of other HR problems. But, yeah, you can totally do it. So, again, just to sum up, a lot of union collective bargaining focused principles, other things he talks about on his webpage, but I, I grabbed the ones that I think ram his points home. Yeah. Um, the last one on the economy I'll talk about, obviously, is Warren. She's got some ideas out there. Some of them make a lot of sense, easy to, to get with. The first one I'll talk about, letting 40% of comp a company's uh, board be elected by the workers. I think that one's a bit out there. I mean, I think in principle it sounds good. But when you start to think about who the people are that wind up on boards of directors, it's not the guy who was just working on the welding line. Well, and I don't mean it's bad, but it seems just gratuitous. Like, 40% of the board of directors is going to be elected by you and me. And so what are they going to get accomplished? Don't know. When the majority well, outvotes them. The idea, correct. The idea is to bring it, um, to allow the people to, to, to get better wages and okay, they make better it benefits because they'll they have a better representation. I hear it. Board. I talk to talk to Warren. I know it, just, and that's where it just seems like it. Four yeah. percent seems pointless. They're well, the whole get, thing is kind of a dumb idea. I. It is. It's. It's. For sure. Put your time in something else. The second big piece of it of her economic plan is ultra-millionaire taxes. So you talked about this a bit with me. It's like 75, the top 75,000 richest comp, uh, families in the U.S. would be subject to this ultra-millionaire tax, yep. which would generate trillions of dollars, which she wants to then put into child care, student loan relief, uh, down payments, uh, a down payment for the Green New Deal, and her Medicare for All plan. So that's how she's going to generate the money to pay for that stuff. And not to give away, but Ansel paying for Social Security. Paying social security so so that's the economic differences lots of money yeah lots and lots of money i don't know if you had to ask me who to pick here i i mean i'm probably gonna it's gonna be the other way i probably would vote more for biden and then warren's and sanders third if i had to go between these three sure just i i'm not against unions i just have a problem with some of the approach with this stuff I Maybe I'm wrong there. Maybe I do like his stuff better than I'm saying. I, I, I like right to work. I'm um, sorry. I don't like right to work, but the independent contractor, that's good. Federal workers, that's good. At will firing, that's good. Yeah. I like that stuff. 
Sorry. And I'm sure Warren probably is agreeing with <clears throat> most of the stuff that. Probably. So, uh, education. Yep. Let's do it. I'll go. I'll go opposite what you did. I'll start with say. Uh, what did you? I'll start with Warren. Yeah. So uh, her big in bold different font is affordable higher education for all and then it goes on to say universal free public college she wants to cancel student student loan debt for 42 million americans paid for by the ultra millionaire tax which is a two percent annual tax on seventy-five thousand families with 50 million or more in wealth yep so that's more specific yep and um she also wants to provide 50 grand in student loan forgiveness for every person with a household income under a hundred thousand dollars and for every three dollars above that they would get one dollar less so if you make a hundred and thirty thousand instead of fifty g's you'd get forty g's if you made a hundred and sixty thousand instead of the fifty grand you would get thirty grand <laughs> so okay fifty grand would help me pay off my student debt by the time it's done she also wants to do free K through twelve. Okay. So again, all paid for by the uh, ultra the millionaire tax. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna say Biden. Go for it. Yeah. So Sanders, uh, his big in bold thing: guarantee higher education as a right for all by placing a 0.5 percent tax on stock trades. So we're okay. talking fifty cents for every hundred dollars. Yep. Seems reasonable. Okay. And a point one percent fee on bond trades. Uh and a point zero zero five percent fee on derivatives. Yeah. Okay. Derivative trades. So different different investment transactions. 40 plus countries have similar laws, similar taxes. Okay. Britain, uh, Germany, France, Hong Kong, South Korea. And he also wants to place the cap on student interest rates and cancel all student debt. Some of the things they're doing sound contrary yeah. to what they're saying. Because, I mean, I understand what he's saying. Place a cap on student interest rates. That's great. But then he wants to cancel all student debt. And he's providing free college for all. So what? Where's the student debt, or where's the interest rate? Maybe only certain things will be free from college. Don't know. Definitely gets strange for me. Yeah. And that's. Uh, and then we get to Biden. Now, I feel like Sanders and Warren gave at least numbers mm -hmm. to try to explain. So, okay, you get to Biden, his bold thing in print says, providing educators the support and respect they deserve. Okay. Sounds okay. Sounds a little bit like hopes and prayers to me. That's, that's what it That's what I said, okay, yeah, that's not what great. Me of. So, uh, and he wants to increase school psychologists. Okay. Which I'm for. Like, I like this idea. Principal? Yeah, no sure. No problem with that. I got you. Then he went on to say he wants to defeat the NRA because it'll make schools safer. Yeah, it sounds like the NRA is saying that all the fucking liberals are going to take their guns. It's like, Jesus. I, I just <clears throat> don't know why this is in his education part. Yeah. Is, but I, I bring up guns in my education part of my... <laughs> I know. It seems so strange <laughs> Unless to you're me. talking about just like school violence in general. He Jeez. wants to invest 
Invest in all children from birth. Okay. Again, very high pie in the sky. I know. We all have to invest in our children from birth, so what are you going to do? Clo- this was a real one. He wants to close the $23 billion annual funding gap between white and non-white and Hispanic and lower income uh, and higher income schools. So, just make sure they're all getting as much money as they need? Yeah, he wants to make, which I'm totally for. I, I, I think every school in America, K through 12, should have the same. Yeah, I don't disagree. Funding. Yeah. So, don't put it on all the local community because they'll never be able to afford it. I had such a hard time finding where he was going to pay for all this. It wasn't until I got to his social security plan, which I found nothing for because it linked me back to another plan. Which then finally, after reading a little more thoroughly, I got to how he wants to close the uh, loopholes with the capital gains. Oh. So we have Biden wanting to pay for all of his fancy stuff with capital gains. Yep. We have Warren wanting to come up with all of her money with the 2% uh, annual tax and then the super, the super rich tax. Yep. And then we have Sanders who wants to take money from stock trades 50 cents for every hundred dollars and bond trades and derivatives okay and that that's that's where all the money comes from for all these ideas do you care if i go into security i'll be quick no go for it so uh nothing on biden there's nothing (laughs) i could not find anything biden wants to do for social security and he's the oldest i think no he's not the bernie's the oldest but he's old like the rest of them he seems the oldest I don't mean that in the main way, but come on, man. If you think about your fellow people that are in their 70s. And so, as we know from our facts earlier, the average Social Security check is around $1,300. Yep, nothing. And she wants to increase that by 200 a month or $2,400 a year. Which is, again, not very much. I know, but for everybody... Something. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Man, don't late. fall asleep with me over here. 77. We still got to pound through this. Yeah. Um, update uh, the outdated rules to better benefit women and people with disabilities because uh, Social Security does a terrible job taking into effect caretakers, women who stayed home and took care of their kids, stuff like that. They still provided things to the society, but it wasn't directly, directly. working. Yeah, and so um, she wants <clears throat> to require a fourteen point eight percent Social Security contribution requirement. From individual wages over two hundred fifty grand. If you make over two hundred fifty thousand, you have to pay fourteen point eight percent Social Security contributions. That sounds painful, man. So, but if you work for a company, you're splitting that with the employer. So it's going to be seven point four for you. So about as much as we pay for sales tax on top of everything else you already pay. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of more taxes. I know, I know. Me and you differ on this one. I'm I'm okay with that, but I don't make I don't, I don't make much money for them to take. So there, <laughs> in the well. That's my problem because yeah. I don't want them to take my money. And so I feel like I'd never have enough. I know. So if you were self-employed, you'd be yeah. paying that full brunt of the fourteen point eight percent. Yeah, which is brutal. It is. Uh, so fourteen point eight social yep. security contribution requirement or net investment. Income for individuals over two hundred and fifty grand or family making over four hundred thousand, and that plan extends Social Security twenty years. 
Because as of right now, it's meant to... It would go solvent in... Insolvent? Insolvent, I'm sorry. In 16 years. Huh. Yeah. Get creepy crawly bugs everywhere. Get Jiminy! Get Jiminy! You have one job, He's bugs. over there! Jeez. Or he, Sanders. He so maybe left the party. Maybe. So, uh, Sanders wants to raise... Um, raise the payroll... Oh, Social Security payroll tax cap to 250000 Yep. <clears throat> Meaning... Like I said earlier, if you made one hundred and thirty-four thousand and nine hundred, you paid the same into Social Security as somebody that's a billionaire. He wants to increase that cap up to two hundred fifty thousand. Why not increase to a billion? I don't understand that either. Like, because it would get insane. That's fine. I know, but even by him doing that, he extends Social Security viability for. 52 years. See, I don't want more, and I like that. Like, make it more viable and give me a chance. And that, that, but see, the thing is, that is, that is including his other plans with the lower cost of, lower cost of drugs and stuff like that. So you that. gotta make it affordable in that respect. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. So, it's I don't know nothing. if Warren takes into that account. Now, Biden, again, it says, click on this to see more of Joe's plan. Joe's plan... Joe Uncle Joe never says, I got a plan, like Warren does, so that could be his problem. Do you have, what else? Did you have any other one? No, I have nothing no. else to contribute. Okay. So, other than my commentary. I, what do you think of the websites? Hmm. Well, um, Joe's has too much wordy, like, speechy stuff all I feel like place. Joe wrote it himself. He could have. That's what I felt like. Now, when I started reading about... You may have written the content and just not built yes. the website. When yeah. I started reading about the NRA stuff in the education, I was like, I'm very confused. Someone's got to tell him to stop interjecting topics over one another. He sounds just as mad as the current president who, like, makes things pit one another, you know, it doesn't have anything to do with each other. And, like, in, in all fairness to him, to throw him a bone, like, he's talking about things that that Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders aren't. He's talking about how there are not enough school psychologists in the schools. He's yeah. talking about... That's good. That is good. Um, but, like, if you go to his website and you want to learn about his different plans, he has 16 different tabs for you to click on. Some of them link you back to the... It's a lot. Well, 16. Bernie has 25 different plans mm -hmm. that you can check out. Yep. His website's to... pretty good. I think I like his the best. If you go to Elizabeth Warren's page, she has 44 plans. She says she has a plan for everything. Yeah, including breaking up big tech, gun violence, holding yep. Wall Street accountable, trade, LGBTQ rights, which Bernie has a lot of those, but some I mean, of her she plans make sense. 44 different things that you can click on. Yeah, it's a lot. It's too much. It's, and yes, the one thing I, I, again, I agree with you. I really like Bernie Sanders' website the best. You click on it and it gives you like three sentences about it. And if you want to know more, it'll give you another box you can click down. Mm, I like that. It's a good concept. Warren's <laughs> isn't bad. <clears throat> Warren's, Warren's again. I, I think Warren had the cleanest, like, uh, cleanest website as far as her plans. The homepage for sure. The cleanest homepage, yes. Uh, I just like the way Bernie, Bernie's website gives you. If you want to learn something, go there. Yeah. And that's our uh, side by side by side take. Yeah. With tons of interjections and other things. You know, and I feel like. Deep down, I am no closer to knowing where this primary is going to go. I mean, I have my own takes. You know, Uncle Joe's got a soft, I got a soft platform. 
But I'm not like 100% gotta go for Biden. I mean, there's really good points, things that attract me to both Bernie and Warren. More Bernie than Warren, I think, at this point. Joe's electability is going down, not up. It is going down. And it's a problem for him. The issue with Bernie and Warren, I, I don't know if it's not an issue, but they're almost carbon copies. Correct. The it's, difference, it's like split the primary. The, well, the difference is, yeah, who their, who their base is. Warren is kicking butt in the uh, people with degrees and the older crowd, where Bernie comes in and mops the floor with the young people. Yeah. He's getting all the young people. He's getting the people without the degrees. He's getting the people who work in trades and stuff like that. I have to be honest. I think he could steal them. And by not going after each other, Bernie and Elizabeth, I think that they are setting themselves up to smoothly integrate the other's base. Could be. Could be. And that, and that's where Biden, he's got the black vote wrapped up, African-American vote wrapped up. Yeah. And Bernie had claimed that he had the Hispanic vote wrapped up, but now that's kind of coming out where they're kind of not so wrapped up and... I, I don't know. It, I think I still think Elizabeth Warren and Bernie make the best ticket because they have two bases that aren't inter interfering with each other and they're the most united. I don't think any. I don't think they would be good partners for Biden. Mm -mm. Not Bernie for sure. Nope. His problem though is that Bernie supporters don't vote statistically near as much as the others. Now black voters and Hispanic voters don't vote statistically very well either except for when Obama ran um, and they don't know a lot of blackface anymore so that's not gonna happen like Justin Trudeau yeah he fucked up three you know times what? I don't wanna yeah I don't wanna like go down that rabbit hole right now but I think at some point it'd be worth discussing like I, I think it's important to note that the whole concept of like how African American people even that that label isn't liked by a lot of people like so Back in the 20s and 30s and 40s, 50s, black people were called colored, mm -hmm. right? And that was not, it was demeaning, but it wasn't the same thing as calling them the N-bomb, right? Yep. And then I know the the word Negro was fashionable, fashionable too for like certain periods of time, different eras, right? Eras. And then you got like the 60s and 70s and then the word black was considered the most appropriate. So, like, over time, like, what is considered appropriate changes. Yeah. I'm not defending Justin Trudeau. Like, I'm just saying that I, things that, like, for the move, the show Friends, Joey Tribbiani, that character that's a womanizer and har basically harasses women, right, in a lot of a lot of the, the, the episodes. And it was funny at the time. Sure. But you, and those characters, yeah. like his in particular, don't play today. You wouldn't see it go down the way it goes down in that show. There's arguments to be made there. Now, for another day. Worth talking about. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I'm I, fascinated by this election cycle, as they're all very interesting. This I, is going to be crazy. I just hope the president doesn't get reelected. And this is my, that's my only fear with Elizabeth. I think she's coming out really good. I don't see her doing good against Trump. In, I'd be worried to see her argue with him, because, like, she, yep. he's going to do the same thing he did to Hillary, and, like, for some reason, his base, it plays out well. Yeah. 
I don't know if Uncle Joe's got it in him to take on Trump, because for some reason that guy's a cyborg and has all the energy in the world. And he does good. Like, when, when he can't remember something, he makes it seem like it's on purpose. When Joe can't remember something, it's like... Everyone knows. It's Trump just... would s straight up say he was right and die <laughs> fighting off that lie. Yep. And Bernie's going to sit there and flip his hands every time he can't get Trump to shut up and stop calling him names or whatever ha. it is. Ha! Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. It's a cool, it's an interesting time to be alive, guys. Let's uh, just get excited about it and see where it goes. <clears throat> Let us know what you think of uh, seeing or hearing the candidates and yeah. their differences side by side. Did it change anything for you? Did you learn anything? Um, I like that I only have to post like three websites. Yeah. Four sources. It's a win. <clears throat> it is a win. And uh, I don't know what we're doing next week, so that's fun. Come back. It'll be a mystery. Yeah. Well, something cool, though. We've been thinking about it. We've tossed around a lot of ideas. Um, several of them are going to require multiple weeks of, of research for us, not weeks for you to wait. We're going to make sure we, we stay on the weekly grind as much as possible and get uh, different topics out there. But, yeah, stay tuned. We have a lot more good stuff coming up. And uh, just get excited. We are. Have a nice day. Have a nice week. Take care, everybody.